Hi, we're Amy and McKenna, both business owners, photographers, and a small part of this Spark community. Spark is a group of Christian women creatives that meets weekly to discuss our faith, our lives, and our businesses. Because let's be honest, we just can't do it alone. Our mission is to be a weekly place of rest for creatives, to find a safe space to connect with God and grow in their faith. We want to invite you to be a part of that when your coffee's running low and you're on the go. We'd love to meet you where you're at. Come join the conversation. Welcome back to Spark the Podcast. I'm McKenna, and I'm here with Amy and our friend Nadine. This month, we're talking about eternal hope and how we have uh, hope in difficult situations. We're so excited you guys are here, and I can't wait for you guys to get to know Nadine. So Nadine and I have actually known each other for nine years, which is so crazy. We met at a small group through our church, and Nadine and her husband were actually the ones who encouraged me to start my photography business all those years ago. Nadine has had her business for three years, Mm -hmm. and Nadine, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so I'm Nadine, and I am the owner of Nadine Marie Photography. I do weddings and families, and I absolutely love it. I've been in business for about three years now, but um, the business kind of started three years ago because I wanted to take some time before diving in to have my own family. So I am married to my wonderful husband, Christopher, for 12 years now. We have three crazy kiddos. <laughs> um, they, they really keep me busy, but I love them so much. Their, uh, their ages are seven, six, and almost four, oh my breaking goodness. my heart. He's, <laughs> he's not a baby anymore, my littlest one. Um, we live in Flemington, New Jersey, and we absolutely love it there. It's kind of like farm country, um, a lot of space for the kids to run around. So it's really great. And I'm just so excited to be here with you ladies to just share a little bit about um, my journey in motherhood and how to God is just good. He's yeah. good. Yeah. Yes. And um, Nadine, I've been to your house. Um, she and Chris actually built it. And it's this, you know, amazing, beautiful house. And it's just so fun to see the life that you've created there. Can you tell us a little bit about your pregnancy journey and how you felt when you finally got pregnant? Because I know it, it took a little while, right? It did. And, um, you know, my husband and I were first married. We Kids weren't really on our radar just yet. We wanted to enjoy, you know, maybe a year or two of just uh, just ourselves. But when we were ready to have kids, we're like, oh, you know, we're young. We can have kids. And um, it didn't happen right away. And it was a struggle, you know, lots of, you know, worry and not understanding and the unknown. Lots of tears on, <laughs> on my side, of course. And, um, you know, after about two years of trying, we had to go um, to a fertility clinic to see if they could help us out. And they kind of planned out um, a year journey of, you know, what it would look like for us. So we weren't anticipating getting pregnant right away with them. And actually, after the first month of just a little assistance from them, God provided us with a child. And um, I was in disbelief. So I didn't even know how to share it with my husband. And I remember I ran to his work, literally, <laughs> and I reached into his glove box of his car. And I was like, how do I share the news? Like, I've had almost three years of preparing for this to share. And um, I pulled out a Chipotle napkin out of his glove box and wrote, um, I can't wait to meet you, daddy. And I handed Aww. it to him. <laughs> and then we just held each other and cried in the parking lot over Chipotle napkin. So. <laughs> it's like that a cute date night story now. Like, Let's yeah, Chipotle, baby. I know. Anytime I see those napkins, I was like, oh, that's how we shared about our little peanut. But uh, oh yeah, that's, that's, that's really our cool. little 
beginning of, you know, our whole journey and everything. Yeah. In all three of your pregnancies, um, there was a moment you got kind of surprising news uh, from the doctors. Can you tell us a little bit about that and how you navigated through those difficult situations? Yeah. So when we were about um, 20 weeks pregnant, this is like the really exciting appointment where you get to, you know, see more of your baby in the ultrasounds, um, find out the gender. And we were just so excited. We're like, we can't find, we'd see if we have a boy or a girl. And during the ultrasound, it was taking a little longer than usual. And um, we were a little, you know, not understanding. I was like, oh, maybe the baby's like hiding a little bit. And then the doctor comes in and says, oh, you know, um, looks like your baby has a two vessel cord, totally normal. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll discuss more, but, you know, enjoy your, enjoy your day. You're going to have a girl. Everything looks great. And we were just so excited. We're like, oh, we're having a girl. We were going to name her Sophia after my husband's uh, grandma that he loved so much. So we were just so excited. And then in less than 24 hours, we get a call from the doctor explaining what this really meant. And he said, "Um, you know, I just want to let you know of all these risks. There's a chance that the baby might not survive the pregnancy. If the baby survives, it might... um, not survive long after the pregnancy, um, just a lot of risks. And then also, so back up a little bit, a two-vessel cord means the baby's getting half of the blood supply that it's supposed to be getting um, in the womb. And fear set in so much. And I, you know, wanted to give it to God and it was just so hard, but, you know, I'm Googling everything and researching everything and, um, you know, that's just the enemy. You know? I was like, and was then- Google your friend at this point? Because I feel like Google does the, you know, it's like med MD. Yeah, like- yeah, it was horrible. It was horrible. Oh. I should never looked up the Google. The Google. The Google. Um, <laughs> and, um, but you know what? We just, the rest of the pregnancy, I was like, I'm not going to walk too fast. I'm not going to jump. And, you know, I thought I had to do all these things to keep the pregnancy. But God was just... He was good. He was good. You know, the enemy took the joy away from me in the pregnancy. Definitely. Um, So there was this fear up until she came into the world. And boy, did she come into the world? You know, (laughs) I, um, I was fine one day. I was going for a checkup at 37 weeks. And then the doctor's like, we think you're preeclampsia. Let's try to get the baby out. And they, uh, we had 26 hours of labor and then they're like, all right, we need to get baby out now, ma emergency C-section. So like all these things Sophia I wouldn't plan for. <laughs> Sophia is coming into this world tonight. So we're like, okay, okay. And you know, it was, it was traumatic on one hand. Cause you know, you, you plan for things to go a certain way and when they don't, but then I was like, you know what? God is good. God is good. He brought her into the world and he did, you know, I yeah. survived it. She survived it. And we were just less that it came full circle. But with my boys, actually, their pregnancies um, went really well. Hunter, dear Lord, <laughs> I was five months after having Sophia, we got pregnant with Hunter. Now yeah. this is, you know, two years waiting for Sophia. Yes. And then surprise, you have Sophia. And now five months later, after having a new baby, you're you're pregnant again. Yes. And we did not think that we would be able to, you know, get pregnant on our own without assistance. And um, well, that boy is just meant to be in this world. <laughs> God's like, I have different plans for you. And the pregnancy went well. You know, they monitored me um, just because of s- stuff with Sophia. Um, and same with Elliot. The pregnancy went well. But the journeys changed a little bit when they came into the world. What happened? What happened when they got here? So 
with Sophia, when she came into the world, we thought everything was okay. You know, she was on the smaller side, which is normal for a two vessel baby. And, um, then we found out, you know, she had like this cute little thumb that was a little different than the others. And her head was a little crooked, or I should say her neck was a little crooked and things were just a little off. And the doctor's like, you know, let's, let's take her to get this scan. Okay. And then we go to get a scan and then like, well, let's get this scan and this scan. And before you know it, we have two to three appointments every single day, whether a therapist, um, ultrasound scans, specialists, um, all over New Jersey, the tri-state area, just meeting these new doctors, trying to figure out what's going on with her. And then when she was about three months old, we found out that she had um, associated bacterial syndrome and uh, it crushed us. It crushed us. Um, How, what does that mean? Yeah. So bacterial syndrome, it actually affects a lot of different parts of your body. Um, for many people, um, I'm trying to not get too medical with you all, <laughs> but it could affect your kidneys, your heart, um, your anal tract, your esophagus, your lungs, um, limb abnormalities. So hands, feet could be disformed. Um, so all of these things. And, and this is all Sophia. This is just Sophia, yeah. our first child. So I wasn't pregnant with Hunter yet. Um, yeah. and we were just finding all this out. And, um, each time we feel like we got an answer, another thing opened up and another thing opened up. And with her journey, you know, they said like she wouldn't be able to walk, jump, stand, move her head, all these things. And, you know, she's in her fifth year of ballet at her school and she's, you know, dancing across that stage. And I just praise God. I praise God for all that. Um, but it's been a scary journey, you know, um, they thought that, uh, her spine was messed up and it is. <laughs> if you looked at her x-rays and like the book they have pretty much written on her, she shouldn't be able to do a lot of things. And God is just so, he's, he has just so much grace and so much healing. Um, well, and it's amazing her heart for the Lord. Like I have gotten to, you know, see yeah. Sophia and she's so tiny, but she's so like, she just has this, this fierce love for Jesus. And I mean, Man, that girl's been through a lot, and she's six years old. Yeah, and I, and I just seven. look at it with the uh, yeah, she just yeah. turned seven. seven. Yeah, and um, and I look at it as like God is just building her testimony. But in each in each step, we have just been able to uh, trust Him. You know, two years ago or three years ago, we thought she would need spinal surgery, and two years ago, they thought she had every single sign of having this uh, blood disease that was fatal. And God, you know, just was like, no, she doesn't have it. Don't, don't trust the God, the doctors on that. And, you know, we were just like, the doctors were like, do this test, this test. And we're like, she does not have it. We have peace of the Lord and God showed us grace again. And then with your boys. Yeah. With the boys, um, both of them were born big boys. <laughs> Hunter was about 10 pounds and Elliot was about nine pounds. So very different from my little Sophia, but, um, they were both born, um, Hunter was born with a liver issue. Uh, he was in the beginning stages of liver failure when he was a newborn. And it was scary because it's like we were still navigating. He was only five months or Sophia was only five months old when all this was going on. So we're dealing with all of her um, medical issues and kind of like trying to discover what's going on. And then all of a sudden we're hit with another child with issues right as a newborn. Um, and Hunter, like the amount of scans he had to do, um, surgeries, and through all of that, the doctors could not fix him. And we just had to be like, okay, Lord, 
we're giving you to Hunter because the doctors can't figure out what are, what is um, what is happening with him, and all of these like medical things like they cannot figure it out. Um, and then God healed him. You know, it took uh-huh. about five months um, after his birth, but he was healed. And they went in to have surgery, right? Yep. So he, he had um, he had a liver biopsy, and you know, as he's recovering from the liver biopsy as a as a two week old, we were like, okay. Um, you know, they're explaining what the next surgeries would be about how to prepare for a liver transplants for the rest of his life and all of these things. And I was just like, oh my goodness, what are we going to do? And back to that Google again and all that fear just like sets in. And um, God said, trust me, trust me. And we said, okay, we're going to trust you on this because there's nothing we can do on our own. But we know that you're a healing God. So we are going to trust you. So now you have Sophia, the, whose issues you're, you're like trying to handle medical issues mm-hmm. you're handling. You have the boys, but you also were going through, like, you weren't just like, let me go run 10 miles. Cause you were going through some stuff that had happened be- because of the pregnancies all yeah. happening kind of back to back. Yeah. So, um, the boys ended up having, um, both of the same liver issues and, you know, same exact exploratory surgeries, all that stuff. Um, but God healed them. But then after all the healing, you know, Sophia, we're finally figuring out what's going on with her. Two years after the boys have been born, um, all of their healing is 100% now. So life is good. Things are going in the right direction. And then wham, I start getting these pains. Well, I'm going to be like a little deeper. <laughs> <laughs> so every time I had my cycle, I would have this excruciating pain. I thought my appendix was bursting. The pain was so horrible. And, you know, I just, um, I told my husband, like each time, like the first two days of my cycle, I'm like, something is going to explode in my body. Take me to the hospital. Like, this is really serious. I couldn't carry the kids. I couldn't walk. I could barely take a breath. It was just so painful. And I went to the doctor and they're like, um, your body healed really poorly from having three C-sections. Um, all of your organs are attached with scar tissue, attached to your uterus. So it's like anytime your body moves, like all of your organs are just fighting against one another. And I said, oh, okay, so what, what, what can we do? And they said, well, we could just, you know, do a hysterectomy and just take everything out. And I was like, whoa, that is like a big step. I was like, how can we maintain this? You know, can it be healed? And they said, well, it'll be healed when you get the hysterectomy. That's the only way it's going to be healed. And I was like, oh, okay. So I remember the next day, I actually had all the spark girls over my house and I just shared with them and they all know the journey about the kids and the healing. And I was like, you know, girls, I am like, I'm battling something right now and I don't want it. I don't want it at all. And I said, but I'm going to trust God. And can you pray over me? And I got to tell you the next day, no pain, the next cycle, no pain, the next cycle, no pain. And she said, the doctor said, I would live with this for the rest of my life until, you know, I went forward with a surgery. Yeah. And that was two years ago. And I have had no pain. God is just so good with healing. And it's just, it's just so good. (laughs) Yeah. One of the things, um, that I can imagine being hard is all of these medical bills, having a new family, you know, having three kids in such a short period of time and then going through medical issues yourself. That must've been tough. Can you tell a little bit about, you know, us about what it was like financially during this season for you? Yeah. So during this time, I did not have uh, my photography business and my husband was the, uh, 
main income, well, the only income. And, um, <laughs> and uh, you know, we didn't have the best insurance. We were thankful for insurance, but our co-pays and deductibles were through the roof. Um, we hit our max for the first, gosh, four years of Sophia's life, five years of Sophia's life. We hit our family deductible, and that was a very, very, you know, large chunk of money. Outside of that, like when Hunter got his surgeries, one of the bills I think was just around a hundred thousand dollars, and um, it wasn't covered by insurance. And they said we had to pay for it, and we just fought it and we fought it. And all these other bills came in, and you know, after a year and a half of fighting that bill, thankfully it was taken care of. But all these other bills, God just provided. Um, every time we'd get like you know a five thousand dollar bill for this one hospital, Christopher would get freelance work. And um, it was exactly what we needed. Like God gave us our mana portion, whatever we needed. He gave us just the exact amount, never short and never too much, just what we needed. Hmm. Then the next bill would come and we'd look at our bank account and we'd say, okay, we don't have the money for this, but we know God's going to provide. He's provided in the past and it'll continue. And then all of a sudden a raise will come for Christopher or, you know, a tax refund or, um, you know, we overpaid in our mortgage or whatever it may be. And all these things that, you know, are just so random are not random. Yeah. You know, God yeah. provides and um, he knows he, he knows what we need. And he's like, I'm going to take care of you, you know, because I think the enemy likes to just be like, oh, you're healed now. Well, I'm just going to throw this out there. And God says, no, I'm still going to take care of my child. So. Yeah. And talk a little bit about that manna portion in the desert. I know, you know, that when Moses was walking through the desert, um, we've been chatting about that um, through the Eternal Hope series. What what did God do for those people um, when they were out in the desert with no food? How did he provide for them? Yeah. So during those times, the people had no food. And can you imagine thousands and thousands of people out in the desert? They just left to find freedom. And now they have no food. And, um, God said, trust me. And every day he would leave manna out for them, which was just enough food for them for that day. He said, don't take too much because it'll spoil, but there won't be too little because I'll have just enough for you for the day. And then tomorrow go out, gather, and there'll be more. Mm. And it is, it is just so true how God has provided, you know, when we were first married, we bought our first house and, um, we drained our bank accounts for this house. Like it was a little house in West Orange, you know, and we loved that house. It was so good. God, God was so good at opening that home for us, but we didn't even have enough food to buy groceries for that week because, you know, when you do your down payment, like it's, it's a lot. And um, I just remember crying out to God, like, we don't need money. We need food. <laughs> and literally the next day, we got a welcome package in our mail from the town with all these coupons to these restaurants for free meals. My husband boss, uh, my husband's work accidentally um, ordered too many bagels for work one day. And he goes, here, just take them so you have breakfast for the week. So <laughs> it's like God literally Provided gave food. us what we needed. So with the medical bills, with any situation, I always look like God gives us what we need. And it's it's nice to have like, you know, some safety in a bank account, but then it's also beyond nice to know yeah. that we have a God that's going to say, I'm going to take care of you daily right. and not, you know, don't worry about stockpiling. I will take care of you daily. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And just to wrap up, I remember one time, especially when you were struggling 
um, with the news about Sophia, um, you know, it, it possibly being a fatal blood disease. I remember you sharing at Spark how God had asked you to hold your children with an open hand. Can you tell us a little bit about that and how that feels for you as a mother? Yeah. So, um, I think as a parent and especially as a mother, like my mama bear instincts is you want to be able to do everything for your child. Um, you want to be able to kiss all their wounds, provide for them and do all of that. Um, but there are situations where sometimes you can't do that. Um, and I couldn't heal Sophia's blood. I could not heal her bacterial syndrome. I could not heal her, um, disabled hand. I could not heal her spine. I couldn't heal any of that. And, um, during the time where they said, you know, we think she has this blood disease that's fatal. Um, and we had to wait two months to hear these results. And it was just the hardest two months of my life and my husband's life. We would cry daily. And then one day I just felt like God say, surrender her to me. And I thought like, no, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not a mom, but I feel like I, that's what I'd be like, oh, wait, no. Like fully like she's like. And I felt like God was saying, like, that's my child. Yeah. You know, yes, you are here as her motherly, like, earthly mother. But that is my child that I'm entrusting you to take care of. And um, <laughs> it's just a lot, you know. And he said, trust me. And I literally felt like I had to open my hands and say, Lord, I can't do anything on my own without you. I am fully handing Sophia over whatever your will is. And I remember, I remember sharing with like Amy and just like crying and saying, you know, what if like God has different, different journeys for us in life. And I was like, what if her journey was, you know, just to be with us for six years on this earth. And then, you know, we don't meet her again until we're up in heaven. Like then that's God's journey for her. And I was like, but I don't want that to be her journey. Um, but then I said, okay, I need to trust God because it's outside of my will to inside of his will. And, um, with all the kids, we just had to just fully trust God, open up our hands and surrender. And, um, gosh, God, God took care of them, but it has changed my view on motherhood, you know, and parenting to say like, they are his and, um, to have that hope you know, that God will take care of them. And outside of this world, you know, he knows what's best for us. We're in a fallen world and it'll hurt sometimes, but God just, he has them. He has them. Yeah. He provides. And the great thing is, is, you know, this is not our forever home, you know? Yeah. Like you said, we live in a fallen world and, you know, one day, like God will wipe away all the tears. He'll heal all the hurts and, you know, that's something that we can really look forward to. Definitely. Well, thank you so much, Nadine, for sharing your heart and, I mean, these children and yes. all of their stories and your, your, just your whole family. We can't tell you how appreciative we are to have you here and just to yes. share with us is amazing. And I'm so happy that other people get to hear about it because I know everybody goes through their own struggles. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just it's, it's like that light, you know, at the end yeah. of the tunnel that people look for. Um, and I know for me, like I'm not even gone into the same, you know, space as you guys are even, you know, the motherhood journey, but it's just, it's like even like a, you know, a burden off my shoulders, just knowing that like you can put your hope in God and he's yeah. going to be there and, um, he's going to provide for you, but we'd love to know where to find you. Um, so many people love so they can see, find you on Instagram or your website. If you don't mind sharing that with us. That'd be yeah. Great. So 
where you can really find me is outside playing with my kiddos. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's uh, nadimariephotography.com and Instagram is uh, Instagram slash nadimariephotography. So great. yeah, it was great to be with you ladies. <laughs> and just thank you so much for giving me an opportunity to share my story. I love to share just how God heals, his hope, his grace, his love is just abundant um, as long as we trust in him. So amazing guys thank you and you can reach us um, at njspark.co or go follow us on instagram at njsparkco thank you guys again for joining us this week we want to leave this prayer for you it can be found in isaiah 41 10 do not fear for i am with you do not be afraid for i am your god i will strengthen you i will help you i will hold you with my right hand I want you to go out this week and know that God's got you in his hand. And thank you so much for joining us. See you next week.